For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Believe in South Carolina. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me as always is Braden Malloy. As this week we are talking about South Carolina against Florida playing this past weekend at 7.30 at Willie B. And a little different story this week than we've had in past weeks. I mean, we were getting pretty repetitive with just disappointment after disappointment talking South Carolina football. But... This week, South Carolina beat the Florida Gators 40-17. to Jason Brown, starting quarterback, 175 yards, two touchdowns, 14 for 24. South Carolina rushed for 284 yards and held Florida to 82 yards rushing. Braden, what do you have to say about this performance? Woo! That... What a game. Uh, what a game from the opening snap um, till when the clock hit zero. That was one of the most enjoyable Carolina games I have ever watched, much less been to. Um, it was just, I mean, that was a complete team performance. We've talked about this year how we've had stretches of offense can do a little bit, but the defense can't hold their own. Or then the next game, defense holds their own, but the offense can't do anything. We just never had that full, complete game. We finally had it against uh, against Florida this past Saturday. Um, offense was clicking. They had five first uh, about five first half scoring drives. Uh, defense held Florida to 340 yards, which is the lowest total yards Florida's been held to since 2019. So that's a hell of a way a defense to come out perform. Um, they also held the Gators to 82 rushing yards, their lowest of the season. And Carolina's the first team this year to outgain Florida. The first oh. team this year to outgain Florida. Uh, it was like 449 to 340 or 459 to 340. So not even just outgained them by 10. They outgained them by 119 yards. That's just domination, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I have – this season I've never been happier with South Carolina football. You, there's, There was no better performance that we've seen this year. I mean, South Carolina rushing-wise finally saw the Kevin Harris we saw last year. We finally saw what Zaquandre White could do. We saw what even Marshawn Lloyd could do. He only had seven carries, 46 yards, but he had a long of 40. Like he had that one where he broke, had the stiff arm. And he was, this was the first game he was out of his um, knee brace 
Mm-hmm. And he posted after the game saying he's feeling a lot better after taking that off. So I'm just so happy. South Carolina, 42 carries for 284 yards. Like, the finally, the run game we see, the three-headed monster that we thought we'd see, Lloyd, Harris, White, was doing something. And that was awesome. Jason Brown made some great plays. There was two particular plays I loved from him. Both of them where he had great pocket awareness, was able to roll out one left, one right, able to hit, I'm pretty sure, both times Josh Van, who we're going to have to talk about, monster game from him. But you're right, Brayden, you're totally right. South Carolina, both sides of the ball, played great. And they came out and, like, we've talked about it so often, Beamer always being like, oh, we play for each other, we love each other, all that stuff. Well, I saw that, and I saw good football. So I'm all for it. And you can make the argument that, you know, Florida's been awful and they're on a downtrend and Mullen and all this stuff that they're going through. Whatever. I don't care. South Carolina just beat the Florida Gators at home in an SEC matchup in Shane Beamer's first year. This is amazing. This was a great week to be a great week to be a Gamecock. It was a great day to be in Willie B. It was awesome. So I'm just overall very happy with how they play. And now you're, you have to be feeling good going into Mizzou, but who do you think stood out the most to you, Braden? Who was the, the MVP for the Gamecocks? Without a doubt, it was Jason Brown. Um, this is, I mean, our defense playing good. They've now, they have not played this good this year, but they've played well in stretches. They've, I mean, they've forced some turnovers, getting stops on drives. Um, so they did take it up a notch, but they, this is not, it wasn't a huge leap. Um, it was our offense. I think, I mean, I, I think Jason Brown and then our the offensive Amazon line, our uh, Jason games. Brown and our offensive line can be co MVPs of the game because it looked like a completely different offense out there. Um, just, I mean, it just ebbed and flowed. Brown was hitting receivers in the open holes, in stride. He was escaping from the pocket. Um, he just looked confident out there. I mean, his first ever career start against the brand. Yeah, and like people will say, it was a four and four Florida team, but it's still the brand of Florida, and they still have D one players that they recruited at a high level. Though we know must champs, uh, or we know. Uh, not much, Champ. We know uh, Dan Mullen's view on recruiting, but there's still a high-quality, talented team. And he just looked confident out there and just was delivering uh, passes on the dot. And then, like we mentioned, our run game, it was really – it wasn't that we ever doubted the talent of Harris or Lloyd or White. It was that our offensive line could not open up any holes. And And I have not seen the offensive line come off the ball the way they did on Saturday. Yeah. Like it was, they, they won the battle of the trenches going away with it. It was, they were every matchup they had, they won and they just opened those holes up. And I don't know what Adkins did with his unit over the bye week or whatever, but whatever he did, he needs to keep doing that because it got them ready and the the launch they had off the ball, 
the drive they had downfield, the way they were able to open up lanes for the running backs. Um, it was huge because it played a part in allowing Jason Brown to feel comfortable. Because if if he doesn't have that run game like he did, we put it all the pressure back on Brown like it has been with Nolan and with Doty, he might not have as efficient of the game because he's throwing 35, 40 times and he's getting chased every other play. So the fact that we were able to complement Brown with a run game that was so strong, I think that's what helped Brown out. So I think you can kind of say they're co-MVPs, Brown and the offensive line. I agree. Jason Brown, I mean, he balled out for South Carolina, like I said earlier, 175 yards, two TDs, not a crazy stat line, but he was, in my opinion, from what we've seen from Nolan Doty, he fit the system the best. He ran it the best. And that's what we'll need. He's already been named the starter for Missouri. We'll talk more about that on Thursday. But I agree he is the MVP, but I just want to give shout-outs to so many players who really did did the same thing Brown did. They came to play, and they um, had that shown on the stat sheet. Kevin Harris, 128 yards on 16 carries, going back to what he did last year. Zaquandre White, 13 carries, 111 yards, having two over 100-yard rushers, and then having Lloyd, who got almost 50. Just that's a great thing for the run game. Shout-out to the offensive line, opening the holes, actually shooting off the ball the way we know they can. And then Josh Van, seven receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown, along of 50. I mean, Van showed he's – he already was, but he showed he's receiver receiver number one and also – he showed other teams in the SEC, like, you got to get on him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess he's been our best receiver all year. Our problem is we couldn't get him the ball. Um, and we finally – Brown was able to get him the ball, and he showed what he could do. Um, and you've seen glimpses of it, some of the catches he had at Georgia. He was the one that scored the touchdown at Georgia, and he had some couple big catches there. And he's just – throughout the year, he's had big catches, but they've come in like one or two catches in the game. So to be able to get the ball in his hands seven times, you see what he can do. Um, I mean, he's 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 our this year's Shy Smith. Like if you get him the ball, big plays will happen and things will get done. Yards will get gained, touchdowns will be scored. Like he he shows he is he can be one of the top receivers in the league. He just needed somebody to get him the ball, and he did. And South Carolina has that tendency. They always have one receiver who's like playing almost an NFL level because last year it was shy. The year before it was Edwards the year before that it was Debo. And it's kind of consistent that uh, there's always one receiver that plays at another level. Now it would be nice to get the whole receiving core going that way. But I mean, we'll get there. Like we, like I said, I've said this after we beat Florida, I said this to pretty much anyone who would listen. As South Carolina football fans, as fans of SEC football, we hold the Gamecocks to a very high standard. To the point where being 4-4 four and four midseason, beating Vandy by one, was disappointing. It was very upsetting. We were People were starting to question Beamer, which is just totally wrong. You, it's way too early to do that. Um, but people were getting upset. 40-17 win over Florida. You're five and four going into Missouri where Missouri's favored by three, but that's a wash. 
they gave them the three because they're home. That's the reason. They're home. They're the favorite. Really, it's a pick em. It's either one. It could go either or. In my opinion, South Carolina is the better team. Coming off a win against Florida, they should get the win. But you're looking to clinch a bowl game and possibly go 7-5 and five because Clemson's beatable. In Shane Beamer's first year, you could look at a bowl game before he's gotten any of his players in to the system. That is a lot of promise for South Carolina. And as Gamecock fans, you don't need to be so hard on a Vandy one-point win. Well, yeah, the Vandy win was rough. Well, you just beat the crap out of Florida. So give and take, pros and cons. But I think South Carolina football is in a really good spot. Um, so we'll see that receiving core get better as we get more recruits in. I won't lie, recruiting wide receivers, I think, is one of our weaker points. We're not very good at that. We're very good at recruiting DNs um, and defensive backs now. Um, but wide receivers has always been our weak spot. And then also, I do want to shout out uh, Jaheim Bell. He only had two receptions for eight yards and a touchdown, but he did have a touchdown. Also, it was just awesome watching him do the Florida chomp him being a former Florida commit and getting that touchdown against the team he used to, he formerly committed to came to South Carolina. And now he's helping the Gamecocks beat the crap out of the Gators. So I love to see that. What about our, our boy Jabari Ellis, who has been here forever. He got his little fumble recovery for a touchdown while we love big man touchdowns. Um, I mean, that look, that's, that's what our defense does. You're giving all the you're getting a lot of praise of the offense. I, I'll go on the other side of the ball, get the praise of the defense. Um, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. This was 82 rushing yards. They held Florida to unheard of, really, nowadays. 340 yards total, their lowest since 2019. And that was in the in 2019, they did that. They got held below 340 to Georgia, whose defense has been good since like Kirby took over. That was the only game that year they were held under 340. So they've been held under twice, one by Georgia, who's been a powerhouse these past years, and then one by us last uh, two nights ago or whenever, uh, Saturday night. That's huge. Uh, and then, I mean, just they, Emory Jones started, he just, they, they kept him contained. They didn't let him get out of the pocket and run. He's their running quarterback. They didn't let him do any of that. They held their leading rusher, Pierce, 39 yards. Um, they just made they made it difficult for that Florida offense. And like I said, they only created uh, – oh, they had two turnovers. They had interception. That was kind of later in the game. And they had the fumble recovery. So yeah, it wasn't Cam, like we were, Cam Smith's came kind of randomly. Right. So it wasn't like – yeah, it was a great catch by Cam Smith. Down yeah, a great play. Great play. It just – like feet and bounds and all. It was it, – by that time, I mean, we had, we were 30 to 10 and a half. So it was a, it was a lot of, quote, unquote, garbage time. I know there's still two quarters to play. Um, but – so it wasn't like we were like three, four turnovers and sacks and all. It, we, we were just playing really sound defense. Our cornerbacks locked up on the receivers. Our D-line – maybe not got the – they weren't getting sacks, but they were getting pressures. They were hurrying. They were forcing Emory out of the pocket. And then our linebackers were filling holes. They were covering backs out the backfield. We just played very sound defensive ball. And that was just so comforting to see 
that even after like we went up 30 to 10 at half that whole second half like Florida the other week a couple weeks ago they got down I think it was like 27 to 6 or something against LSU well the ending of that game was 48 47 LSU like Florida made the comeback and so but even this whole second half I didn't really feel like Florida got in a rhythm to make a comeback like they did against LSU we just I mean we just kept producing three and outs three and outs three and outs and we kept them out of a rhythm and it was just it was a very comforting thing to feel like oh the Gamecocks have this game under control and they're not going to lose it that was just it was and I applaud the defense for allowing us as fans to have that comfortable because we saw the offense. We put 30 in the first half, only scored 10 the whole second half. I think Satterfield did get a little conservative with the play call, which is fine when you're up by that many. You don't want to lose the game. Um, but it wasn't like the offense just kept putting the game away. But I just felt the defense just said, we're going to put this game away. We got y'all. Yeah, and you said it was nice to be comfortable in that second half. And I won't lie, starting that second half up 30 to 10, I was concerned. I was a little bit like, you know, this is never out of reach, but you're right. As that third and fourth quarter went on, it was third and out, third and out, third. And and it was just like, they're not getting anything. Like, it's not, we have this under control. So I agree. I think at the beginning of that, I had like my little, I don't know if I have faith in this because of what we've done in the past, but as it went on, the defense really stepped up and said, no, this is, this is the game. This is our game. Like no one's coming back from that. So I, I definitely agree. I mean, shout out to the defense, both sides of the ball were playing well. So that was great to see uh, foster eight total tackles, seven solo one tackle for loss. He's still leading the defense. Cam Smith had that late interception that like you said, garbage time, but I mean, they all count. They all matter. So it was a very nice catch as well. And then Parker white special teams. Four for four field goals, had 16 total points. That's a career high for him. As long as he's been here, career high, four field goals in a game. He's only 10 points away from being the uh, South Carolina's all-time leading scorer, passing Elliott Fry. Yeah, so Parker White making that push. So uh, shout-out to him because uh, Beamer did say in his press conference we kicked too many field goals, but shout-out to Parker for hitting them. So so that was – a positive for him. And then uh, I just love this number. Um, Kroger, Kai Kroger, our punter, only had to punt three times. <laughs> he only had to be on the field three times. We've talked about how in past games, recaps, about how often Kroger had to be on the field and how he was like, he was an SEC, I think he was SEC special teams player of the week because he punted so many times and did so well, but like still. So uh, he only punted three times. Yeah, three punts out of 11 drives. And your last drive ending on downs because it was two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, like I said, all three of those punts came after we went up 30 to 10. They all came in the second half. I'll take that. I I will take that any day. So – yeah, I mean, um, both sides of the ball played great. I'm just really happy with this. I was very happy. I remember I woke up the next day and I was like, we beat Florida. I, it took me a little bit to believe it. I mean, we're we're sitting fourth, I think, in the SEC East standings. Um, with potential to get another win against Missouri, hopefully, and then 
Auburn will be Auburn. So we'll get across that bridge when it comes. We have three Tigers in a row, Missouri, Auburn, and Clemson. Yes, my friend said that. We were talking about how uh, at a tailgate someone roasted a uh, barbecued a gator or smoked a gator or something like that, um, and there was pictures all over of it. And someone's like, oh, that's what we need to do. We need to like cook the animal every week of the team we're playing. And I was like, it would be just a lot of tiger because it's just tiger, tiger, tiger. I don't know. Is that illegal? I think it might be illegal for us to cook a tiger. Probably we'd have, is. We'd have to, well, first, we'd have to hunt a tiger, um, which is not the easiest. And then Maybe. We, I mean, we had our tiger burn before Clemson. Maybe the engineering school will make three tigers. I don't think they will. But there's a chance, hey, we go to the bowl game, play like, what, Memphis? We just have four tigers. Another tiger. Yeah, Maybe right now, right now, the bowl game predictor has us in Tampa for the Gasparilla Bowl against Liberty. The Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah. Well, it's against Liberty. That's actually a better team I think they'd pair us with, so I'm surprised. Well, judging how Liberty looked last Saturday against Ole Miss. That is true. Um, Good point. But, yeah, so um, one last thing before we move on, we'll talk how me and uh, Braden fared with our SEC picks um, to finish the show off. But were you shocked Emory, um, Emory Jones played? They started? No, because we had talked about before. AR is in pro in concussion protocol. Oh, right? okay. So okay. He, he, he went at the concussion protocol after the Georgia game. Um, you know, that Georgia that Georgia D just did a little something to him. Something, something. Yep. Uh, so he, he was in protocol the majority of the week. So he did not get to practice. And maybe in other scenarios, like other teams that you don't have, a backup that started the first six games, you're like, okay, we'll play AR. But since they had Emory, who was, who has been in the program forever and started all the games this year and all, uh, I was not surprised. They said, we're just going to play Emory. Also reports have, this was pregame. I wasn't surprised. Reports have now came out that AR uh, injured his knee dancing in the hotel Mm. Uh, the night before the game, hence why you didn't see him at all. Because he was out of protocol before the game. He was available to play in the game. He would have just been a backup. He would have been the backup, but you would think they've been switching quarterbacks all year. You would think after going down 30 to 10, that's a good chance to put him in. But reports have come out that Friday night uh, he injured his knee while dancing in the hotel room, hence why he did not come in at all against Mm. Carolina. So – I did not know that. Very interesting. But so, so folks, be uh, careful dancing in the uh, your hotel rooms because you could lose out on a chance to uh, help your team with the SEC win. Yeah, everyone uh, dance safely. So up next for these two teams, Florida plays Samford at home yep. on Samford Saturday. Bulldogs. They get another Bulldog. So and then South Carolina, as we said, goes to Missouri. Uh, Missouri's favored by three points. Uh, on Saturday, so uh, chance for Beamer to get his first SEC road win. Go out uh, there in a fake Columbia, which would be uh, big. Going to yeah, fake Columbia, Missouri. That I think that's going to be the big two. Thing. And we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk more about this um, later in the week when we preview the game. Okay, how do you handle this? How do you handle a huge one of the probably the biggest win for Carolina football since the 2017 overtime win against Georgia? Like this win Saturday. 2019, you mean? 
That's what I meant. The 2019 yeah. overtime win against Georgia. This is probably the biggest win since then. Yeah. So how how do you as a coach help your team respond? How do you keep the energy at where it needs to be, but not too high? How do you handle the success? Because you have to go now on the road. It's not like you get another home game. You're going on the road, and you have to show if you're going to be in this league, you can win games at home, but you got to be able to win games on the road. That's where you make your money. That's how you make it to the big stages. You have to be able to win on the road. So I think that's going to be a big thing for Beamer this week is mm-hmm. – his team has to bounce back. Cause if you go from such a high beating Florida and you go and then lose to Missouri, you've lost everything you just gained with that Florida win. Well, you say it's the biggest win since 2019 Georgia, which I agree with you. And the thing that Muschamp couldn't do was everyone thought, wow, we just beat Georgia. We can go up from here. It's going to be a great season. Ended up being pretty mediocre. So that's what you're right. Beamer has to see if he can take this big win and keep the momentum. And like, I would, I want to, I mean, obviously I do, but I want to see that the offense just played amazing. The defense just played their best game. All right. Can we see it happen again? That's the first time we've seen the offense really play. Well, can we see it again? Can Satterfield do it again? Um, and we'll talk like, like Braden said, we'll talk more about that on Thursday, but that's pretty much all we have on a recap. For this game, South Carolina versus Florida, 40-17 to win for the Gamecocks. And now we will go over our picks and see how me and Brayden did. So, first off, good news. Me and Brayden were both very wrong for this game. We were both – we both had Florida to cover by, I think, over 20. Um. It was, yeah, it was minus 18, but we both said, yeah, they'd run away with that. And we thought Florida was going to kill South Carolina. Well, it was the other way around completely. Uh, so that's a good thing. I'm glad we it were wrong. It hit on that. the over, though, which I called, but it was just Carolina who hit the, who helped hit the over. Yeah. So uh, Florida, South Carolina, that game pretty much all wrong, except for Braden getting the over. And uh, so there's one for him. Hey, I did so, say the score would be 56 to 17, and it was 40 to 17. So you got one of the numbers right for the opposite team. <laughs> Good job. All right. Can I bet like that? Is that, is that, I wish like <laughs> someone, what you want to place a bet? Someone's going to get 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So yeah, that was Florida, South Carolina, but uh, Braden's the one with the sheet. So uh, Braden, take it away. Yeah, I got you. All right. So UGA, Missouri, down there in Athens. Uh, we both had Georgia winning. They did. We both had them covering. They did not. Um, Georgia only won by what's that, 33. No. What was the spread again? No. Uh, 30, uh, 36. It was minus 38. Georgia only won by 36. So we missed it by two. Um, we did both say the under, and it was the under was 59 and a half, and the uh, they hit 49. So we both got the under. Um, neither of us thought Missouri would score. Missouri ended up with two field goals, but I mean that's that's about it. So we were pretty. We were we got it. We went two for three on that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Ole, yeah. Ole Miss Liberty. I had Ole Miss winning. You had Liberty. Ole Miss won. I got that one. Um, of course, since you had Liberty, you said Ole Miss didn't cover. I said they would. Got that one as well. We both took the under, which hit. Um, and then yeah, that one was rough. 
No, no, I, no. I mean, I said 35-24, and it was 27-14. So what, what wasn't quite on that one. But I hit three for three for that one. You uh, you went one for three. Not bad. Uh, A&M and Auburn. We both took Auburn because they were riding hot with Bo Nix and all. A&M said, y'all are idiots. A&M ended up winning 20-3. to So Porth, we both said they Auburn would cover. They didn't. We both said they'd hit the over, which was 49. They didn't. It was 23 that they hit. And then I yep. said it was going to be a 42-36 game, and it was 20-3. to So we just whipped almost as bad as the Florida game. You know, it's a swing and a miss. Then we got Arkansas and Mississippi State. I had Arkansas, and you had MS. Arkansas won. Thank you very much. Uh, I said Arkansas would not cover, and you said they Mississippi State would. Arkansas did not cover, but they got the win, so I got the don't cover. Um, you said it was a 56 over under. You said it hit the under. I said it hit the over, and they scored 59, so I got that one as well. Um, and then I, But I said the score would be 48-44, and it was 31-28. So a little low score, lower, lower score than I would than I predicted, but I, again, went three for three. So, you know, a couple, a couple games I, I Getting it there. done. Getting it done. And then Bama LSU, we both took Bama, smart choice. However, we both said they didn't, they don't cover, which they didn't. They only won by six, which that's not what we expected. The cover was 28 and a half. We didn't think they would cover that, but we didn't think it would be a six point game. Um, as well, we both took the over and they did not, they score was 20 to 14. So it was 34. The over was 66. So they did not hit that. I said it would be a 38 to 29 game. Wrong there again. My score predictions are nowhere close any of these weeks. It's all right. Then we have Kentucky, Tennessee as the last game. I took UK, you took Tennessee. Tennessee pulled off the upset. There was no, it was a pick 'em game. Um, so no covers there. Yeah. However, there was the over 57 and it was a 45 42 game. So 87 points. I took the over. Nick took the under. I got that one. I said score 33 to 30 and it was 45 42. So I had the three point difference. I just did not. I knew if I picked, if I picked one upset, something would hit. Yeah. So at least, at least I had it there. But um, yeah, rough, rough week for me. You did pretty well overall, though. Um, Yeah, I went four and three with winning picks and you went uh, one, two, three, three and four with winning picks. So at the moment, I'm sitting 15 and eight on just overall just team wins and you're sitting 14 and eight so we're about the same all right we're we're yeah sitting in the same spot you took over the lead for wins this week so uh we uh we'll see how how that goes this weekend listen to me when i predict not nick yeah i mean pretty much (laughs) um well actually not true (laughs) that was true this week overall it's pretty 50 50 (laughs) Who you go with? So, just whoever's gonna win that week. Right now, fourteen and eight, fifteen and eight, I'll almost same away. odds. I'm a, I'm a pull away. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, that will be coming up on Thursday as well, and then we'll talk the preview of South Carolina, Missouri, as uh, the Gamecocks go to the other Columbia uh, to play them, and uh, we'll talk all about that. Jason Brown getting the start, um, and go into what the Gamecocks will need to do to get the win and clinch a bowl game so that's all we have this week on believe in south carolina thank you for listening and we'll talk to you on thursday
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.